Welcome to the Disney Points Podcast, where our goal is to help you take that dream Disney vacation without blowing through your savings. With ticket costs and hotel prices constantly on the rise, we want to show you what's possible when you introduce credit card points and miles to the Disney equation. I'm Kim Shearer. And I'm Sam Holland. And you can find me on the web at almostfreetraveling.com or on Instagram at almostfreetraveling. And where can they find you, Kim? You can find me on my blog, thatminivanlife.com, or at my Instagram account, at thatminivanlifeblog. And now, this is the Disney Points Podcast. All right, today we are going to recap Sam's most recent visit to Disney World, and I can't wait to hear all about it because I have so many questions because selfishly I want to know how it went because we're going in January and doing a lot of the same things. Um, But first, Sam, I think we need to give an update on shopping portals. What do you think? Yeah, the top top cash back. Yeah, Um, sucker. Yeah. So unfortunately, it looks like people are starting to report, including me. And you too, Sam? Yeah, and me too. Yeah, that some of the cash back that's been pending for a few weeks, maybe two or three weeks, are now showing up as declined. Mm-hmm. And I'm really sad. I kind of want to cry about it. <laughs> but, you know, we tried. We did. It's such a bummer. And we're really sorry if you're listening and you were counting on getting that discount on your Disney gift cards. Um, sometimes the loopholes don't pan out. And this is one of those times with top cash back. Apparently, Rakuten's still working. Yeah, we're still waiting on that one. So hopefully, if you used either that one or Retail Me Not, hopefully those will still pan out in the end. But Mm -hmm. sadly, top cash back is a no. But the way we see it is, you know, if you're going to buy those Disney tickets anyway or spend the money at Disney, you're going to spend it anyway. And so if the cashback came in, it was a great bonus. If not, it's really, you're just back where you were before. So yeah, hopefully some of you still got the chase stack where you got 10% or sometimes more back by purchasing a Disney gift card on a chase card. Yes. Yeah. Mine, mine all came back. So those Mm -hmm. are fine. They've already like been redeposited into my account. Me too. So thankfully that worked out. Um, Oh, and I was going to say, too, everybody should reach, go back and check their Chase offers because the old Disney cashback offers expired a few days ago and they came back and now they're good for another 30 days or so. So if you had it on your account before and that offer expired, double check, it might be renewed and you can do it all over again. Yeah. And some people are getting offered more than 10%. I know. I'm so jealous. Some people Mm -hmm. said 15%. Yeah. I'm not one of those people. Me neither. But I also have eight offers. (laughs) I think I have eight cards with the 10% back. So that's amazing. Yeah, I'll take it. We had four. All right, Sam, are you ready to tell us about your trip? Let's talk about the dolphin. Yes. Yeah. Start there. Tell us about the hotel. Yeah, we loved it. Yeah, they loved it. We loved it. We will definitely probably stay there again if we have the points again i mean maybe i'll just start by saying we used two hundred and forty thousand marriott points to book our four night stay at the dolphin and we opened two different cards 
to earn those points, a Marriott Bonvoy Boundless with Chase years ago when the bonus was 100,000 points or something. It was before they started doing the free nights. Okay. I can't remember. It was a good bonus. And it yeah, I feel was like those offers change like every month. It's true. They <laughs> it's do change a lot. It's hard to keep track of. Mm-hmm. So this was an old offer that didn't include free nights, but we combined it with a bonus from the Marriott Bonvoy um, business Amex that I opened this year. Okay. And earned, when it was elevated, I earned 125,000 Marriott points. And so between the two cards, we had enough, more than enough for four nights at the Dolphin. And um, okay, normally when you book four nights, you get a fifth night free. So definitely try to do that. We It's a long story, but we weren't able to do that because of the way that we collected the points. And we kind of had to book between two accounts. And when it was all said and done, we couldn't get the fifth night free, but definitely try to do that if you're booking the Dolphin or any Marriott. That's what we ended up doing. Thankfully, it worked out that we had five enough points for four nights and then got the fifth night. So good. Yeah. So, and I just want to say now is not the highest these bonuses have ever been for sure with the Marriott Bonvoy Business Amex. It dropped down to 75000 it was 125 when I opened it, so I wouldn't open that yeah. one right now. Yeah. But with the Marriott Bonvoy Boundless from Chase, that one is at this kind of the standard offer. Three free nights valued up to 50,000 points a night. After you spend only $3,000 in purchases in three months. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I would still recommend that one. I mean, it did get elevated to five nights when you spent $5,000 earlier this year, but those expired in a year. You had to use them within a year. So it's yes. a little more, I don't know. When That just makes me nervous. Right. Because if you don't have anything actually planned or like a trip mm -hmm. in mind, mm -hmm. you're like, you're on the clock. Uh, let me just start by saying uh, like working or just giving a report from the moment we stepped off our Disney plane. We flew a Disney Alaska plane. I'm so jealous when it you was sent really me that cool. picture. <laughs> it was so cute. I've seen him before, but never flown one. So perfect. It was kind of funny because it was the Pixar Pier one and we were going to Florida, but you know, you know, you take what you can get. I do take what I can get. And Darren and I got upgraded to first class. So I was definitely not complaining. Oh, my goodness. Flight. Yeah, there and back. He is Alaska uh, MVP Gold 75K through this the end of this year. So there's lots of first class upgrades happening. He's going to get bumped down next year. But yeah, that was fantastic. We used points. Were you like the mom in Home Alone? saying yeah like, totally I feel bad that the kids are in <laughs> no in well, I was like her because I was sitting in first class I was unlike her because I didn't feel <laughs> bad at all because I walk back there and look at the kids and they're just like asleep yeah like, they don't care they're just you asleep in economy you wouldn't have appreciated it anyway no we've <laughs> let Wes fly first class before just so he could experience it and I'm like mm, he doesn't need to Again, yeah we'll he can earn his own points <laughs> when yes. he's a grown-up we'll let each kid at some point but yeah so that was well, fun. that's amazing. It's a great way to start. Yes. So the flights were great. And we had Alaska frequent flyer miles that we used to book all the kids fares. And then we used a companion fare. 
we paid cash for Darren's ticket. It was like $500 and added me as a companion for, I think, like $99. Have to pay One the taxes. day you'll have to do an episode on Alaska because I literally know yeah. nothing about the yeah. Alaska program. Well, and for a lot of people listening, the Southwest card and companion passes are still going to be a better deal, probably, mm-hmm. from wherever you live. So, um, yeah, Alaska is kind of a Pacific Northwest type situation. So okay. Hit me up in my DMs if you want to know more and you live on the West Coast, specifically Oregon, Washington, or Alaska, and you're planning a Disney trip, really to Anaheim or Florida. But um, yeah, so we rolled in on our Disney plane feeling special. Because <laughs> you were. Because we were. <laughs> and we took a lift from the airport to our resort because we Ooh, priced I have a question out. about that. Yeah. What did that cost you? Because I haven't booked any kind of shuttle or anything yet. Was it expensive, the lift? No. You're going to be astounded. Okay, tell me. I'm going to tell you. We priced out all our transportation options. Normally, it costs us $44 a day to rent a car in Orlando, which seems like a good deal. But then you also have to pay for parking if you have a car. So now you're talking like almost $100 a day. Yeah. So that's where they really get you is. So for us, we would have had to pay $35 a day to park the rental at the Mm -hmm. Dolphin. Parking would have been free at the Holiday Inn, which we moved to halfway through. But we would have had to pay $27 to park at Universal the day we went there. Yep. So I added up all the costs and by only using lifts round trip to the airport um, between our hotels and to Universal and back, we only paid $165.81. Yeah. Renting a car plus parking would have cost $554. We paid $165.81. That is just smart. We we saved $388.19. So if you're listening, just think about all the implications. I know some people, you really are going to need a car and, and we do rent a car, especially if you know, Darren's down there for work. And so he's going to mm-hmm. be driving around doing different things. Or if there's somewhere you need to go, that's, you know, I don't know, an hour or more away. And so you really aren't going to live there. Sure. But otherwise it just is so great and easy to lift everywhere. Yeah. So it's just really important. Just do the math, sit down and think mm-hmm. which routes, how many times am I going to be going back and forth? Yeah. Because once you're there, you're using Disney transportation. That's for the right. most part. That's right. And then you're not paying the extra for parking mm-hmm. at the resort or at the park. So yeah. Um good job. Thanks. Well Do you yeah. know what it what the ride was just from the airport just out of curiosity? Um it was I think less than $70. I think it was 67. Okay, one way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. kind of what I was thinking. All right. Good yep. to know. Yeah. Thank you folks. Yes. Okay. So flew in, lifted to the dolphin and uh, went to check in. And when we checked in like a good hacker, I asked her, do you have any upgrades? And she was wonderful. They were wonderful at reception the entire time we were there. She said, let me look and see. Yes. I'm going to upgrade you to um, a resort view on the 10th floor. (laughs) It's always like, did I really just get an upgrade? How do I even know if I got an upgrade? 
Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. And did it feel like an upgrade when you got there? I don't really. Well, I, I mean, I think it was better than being on a lower floor. Okay. Had a better view, but it seemed like there were a lot of people on the 10th floor. Like anytime, you know, when anytime you're in the elevator, everyone's going to the same floor. You're like, are they just trying to fill a certain floor to make it more economical for housekeeping? So they're telling everyone they're putting them on the top. Anyway, I don't know enough to really know if I got an upgrade, but you should always ask for one. Cause what did it, know. what was your view? Like, what could you see? It was of the swan. So we were looking okay. across the way. I mean, it was beautiful. I was looking yeah, across the nice. lake at the swan, lovely, quiet, high floor. Loved it. When the other thing that she mentioned was we might have um, an upgrade to uh, Epcot view for $30 a night. So then she went back like behind the scenes to see if she had this upgrade. And um, <clears throat> she didn't have it. She had it for part of our stay, but not the whole time. So we didn't upgrade. But um, it only would have been $30 a night and we could have watched the Epcot fireworks. So okay. I would have paid for that if it had been okay. available. I don't know if I would have. That's I what Darren said. He was yeah. like, you would have paid for it. I don't know if I would. <laughs> Good thing it wasn't an option. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a moot point. But maybe this is a good time to just talk about all the additional fees that you can pay at the Dolphin. Yes. And that we didn't pay. So number one, we've talked about the parking fee. It's either 35 a night or 49 for a valet. But that didn't matter for us because we didn't rent a car. Um, And then the we didn't do the $30 a night upgrade for Epcot fireworks because it wasn't available. Roll away beds. Oh, gosh. Did you do it? <laughs> did you bite the bullet? We didn't get a roll away bed. <laughs> we didn't pay the $25 a night. Here's what we did. I learned this from Kim. So Darren is a backpacker and he has backpacking mats basically that pack are really light and pack really small and so we just threw it into one of our suitcases and um decided we were going to decide when we got there and we, so we told her okay we're going to check out our room and see how big it is and stuff and the rooms are just so small that we didn't really want a roll away bed it would have yeah ugh, i just don't know where we would have put it and i told the kids okay if you take turns sleeping on this um backpacking mat on the floor with bedding of course then you each get a $50 gift card for the parks they were like That's what awesome. are you gonna give those to us anyway <laughs> no like maybe I was just thinking that I'm like I bought gift cards to give the kids to like put in their stocking but maybe I won't give it to them yeah and maybe that will be my mm -hmm. yeah that'll be how I negotiate well the funny thing is my kids are so big they're a tween and two teenagers they were fighting over who got to sleep on the floor because of the gift card or because they actually liked being on the floor? Because they they didn't want to share a bed. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's what happens when they get older. Here is my complaint. This is a common complaint. Why are there double beds it's in the stupid. standard rooms? It's you know, so I've had this conversation stupid. with other families. Why? Don't tell me you sleep four. No. Or five in this case. No. <laughs> they did a huge. Double beds. Dolphin supposedly did a huge room remodel. I don't know how long ago. Didn't put in queen beds. Nobody were asked they, me. Were they queen before? No, but they. Sh I mean, if they were double before, they should have. They should have listened to. I guess if the rooms like are us. small, 
yeah tighter but I mean they're not it was like a few inches right it's like not that big of a difference I guess I mean no I mean I'm saying the difference would make a difference if you're sleeping in the bed yeah I mean if there were queens in there there would have been even less room for a rollaway bed so yeah well just if you're listening no you can get a rollaway bed it's 25 dollars a night or you can do what Kim and I do which is pack some sort of mat so someone mm-hmm. can sleep on the floor. And then we just called housekeeping and we're like, can you just bring us as many blankets as possible? And they were so great. They did. And the kids were fine. They loved it. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. Um, but you were saying that you maybe wouldn't do one room like that again. My, it used to work for our family. It used to be fine. And my kids are just too big. I'm like, I don't think we would do this again. I think if we were going to stay at the Dolphin again, I would get two rooms i would wait until so we can't reopen marriott cards for a while because i just earned a marriott bonus on an amex card but if we could i would reopen two marriott cards each earn you know three to five nights whatever the bonus is and i mm-hmm. would book two nights okay or sorry two rooms oh gotcha okay yeah for sure but it was fine my kids are used to it and it also did make moving over to the Holiday Inn less drastic because we got two rooms there. And so the kids were really happy to be able to spread out once we got over there. It made the leaving the resort a little better, you know? Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Having two rooms really does make a huge difference. We had two rooms in Hawaii and my kids still talk about like how amazing that was. Isn't that cute? (laughs) They had their own bed. We had two rooms. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So that's what I would do differently next time. Um, if your kids are little, it's probably not a big deal. I mean, we used to lay our kids like the crossways <laughs> across beds and it was fine. And, and, you know, but they get big. So then the other cost that we saved on was breakfast, which is $25 a person. And instead we packed a suitcase full of snacks and breakfast food from Costco, mm-hmm. uh, checked the bag, brought it with us, and it replaced, I think, 12 meals, Kim. Okay. Give us like just a quick example. What did you pack? Yeah. So we packed cereal, which we ate dry. This is okay. another thing I would do differently, but we we ate, had dry cereal, granola bars, dried fruit, nuts, um, chips, only though Pringles because they're in hard containers so they can't they don't get crushed trail mix um, beef jerky those kind of things you want to pack dense food that isn't going to crush I did a post about this on social media people are really into it and they have all kinds of hacks where like they want to bring bread for peanut butter and jelly and so they pack the bread in some sort of hard you know um big Tupperware or something so okay. it won't get squished and then they yeah. can make sandwiches and bring them into the park. Yep. That's so smart. Um, yeah. But don't make the mistake I made where I tried to put a jar of peanut butter in a carry-on. What happens? Is, it's a liquid. It's considered a liquid and they took oh, my and peanut butter. carry-on. Oh, yes. Shoot. I wasn't thinking. It seemed solid enough. I know. I've made <laughs> but... that. so many mistakes with yes. and carry-ons. Okay. But definitely put peanut butter in your checked bag. Definitely. That's a good one. And I forgot mm-hmm. it. Someone said like, oh, and I always bring peanut butter. I was like, wait, why didn't I do that? So 
yeah, anything that's dense, your family will eat, etc. Um, so we saved a ton of money doing that. And it was just always nice to have food in the room. So your kids are never like, can we go eat? Can we go eat? Can we go eat? There's, there's just always something there for them to snack on. So that is a huge way that we save money and save the $25 a person breakfast fee at the Dolphin. So did you order any kind of groceries at all or just no? Okay. Made so this, I'm glad you asked because I would do this differently. I had read all the reviews and people said, oh, you can't order groceries here. Well, what I think they mean is you can't order groceries and have them bring it up to your room. Right. You have to order the groceries and go meet the person from Instacart or whatever. Yes. That's what we did when we went to Universal once. I just mm -hmm. met the guy in the lobby and it mm -hmm. was fun. I would do that next time. Just so to get you mean like, they won't like hold it for you. Because I know some of the Disney resorts will like hold perishable items. That must be what people were talking about in the reviews. That's what I'm that, thinking. Like you can't send Instacart to to the concierge yes. at the Dolphin and they'll just okay. hold it for you. Well, that's good to know. But if you're going to yeah. be like, you can like order them once you're in the room for the night. Maybe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or the afternoon or something. Yeah, for sure. If I okay. had, If I had thought that through or just had more info, I would have, when we got there ordered milk and yogurt <laughs> maybe peanut butter <laughs> yeah um because we went down to fuel which is their little marketplace okay which is there and has a lot of options if you need grab and go or anything but it was too expensive i just wasn't doing it, it was like three dollars for a little tiny milk like that you would get in a school lunch yeah i was no, like, not about that what no so uh, people rave about this little fuel marketplace in the reviews, but it's not almost free traveling. So I'm not doing it. <laughs> it is not budget not. life. I'm not doing it. So, okay. So that's kind of a breakdown of all the fees you could pay at the Dolphin. Um, because we didn't rent a car, didn't get a rollaway bed, didn't eat breakfast. Our stay was just $40 a night in, re in resort fees. So $160 for four nights at a deluxe resort. Come on. Can't beat it. It's so good. It is so good because you're still getting all the perks of staying on a Disney property. Yeah. But yeah, there's no other way really to do that. I mean, yes. okay, there are ways, but you'd have to use a lot of Capital One points or a lot of Chase points. Right. It's great. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm proud of you. Thanks. Highly recommend. Um, I will keep recommending the Marriott cards to people just for this resort. As you should. Yeah. So um, the first night we were there, after we got all checked in, we went to dinner at a restaurant on the ground floor called The Fountain. And it was awesome. I highly recommend it. It was a family restaurant serving American food. You know, my kids got burgers. I got an amazing salmon salad that I recommend. Okay. And it was less than $100 for our family to eat. Yeah, and that's great. That's kind of our criteria. So we ate there um, and kind of walked around outside and it's just gorgeous at night and there weren't a lot of people around. So it was just lovely, lovely. Um, and the next day we had scheduled as a resort day and I'm so glad we did because it was the weather. It was the nicest weather day we got while we were there. It was like the whole week. Yes. Okay. The weather was not great when we were there. 
Which is such a bummer. You just don't know. The hardest you would part think about traveling. It is. And you would think this time of year, maybe it would be less rainy. You would. But it's okay. I was glad that we missed the hurricane. I'm thankful for that. There was Definitely. a hurricane the week before. Mm-hmm. So it could have been worse, but um, we absolutely loved that first day at the resort. It was like 70 degrees and sunny, and we just spent it at the pool and at the beach and um, ping pong and um, playing pool and playing basketball. And just there's all these free things for families to do around the resort grounds, and it's beautiful and so great experience for our family. Um, it's right across the street from the miniature golf place. If you oh, want okay. to do that, um, which my kids have done before and really loved it. We didn't do it this time, but we would do it again. Mm-hmm. Really fun. Um, and then had a fun night that night. We went over and tried to get on the Skyliner, but it was shut down for maintenance, which was quite sad. Yeah, what the heck? I know. Just for that day? I don't. Yeah, I think so. We didn't end up ever riding it. I'm so oh, sad about I'm it. Sorry. But I know. It's okay. But we and we pivoted and went over to the Yacht and Beach Club, took a bus to Magic Kingdom to get on the monorail. Okay. And oh my gosh, Kim, they were emptying out Magic Kingdom for a Christmas party. Was it insane? It it was. It was completely <laughs> bananas. There were just people <laughs> lined up for to get on the monorail so we walked over to the contemporary which is not far it's next door okay got on the monorail there it was fine um and it was actually really fun because it was sunset so we rode the monorail at sunset got up at the grand floridian saw the gingerbread house it's life-size and it's actually gingerbread and it's amazing i think i've seen it once and they sell they go inside and sell souvenirs and things out of the window. It's so cute. What? Yeah. So that was really fun. Stopped there, got back on, kept riding around, got off at the Ticket and Transportation Center, walked to the Polynesian. And that's when my kids were like, what is this place? And when are we <laughs> staying here? <laughs> Everyone who's ever visited the Polynesian wants it's to know. It's so cool. When they're going to stay there. Yeah. So they were just like this is amazing. We love this. That was really fun. It was too early to watch the fireworks, but we walked around, saw the beach. Um, and then on a whim, we just grabbed dinner at the quick service place there, which sorry, I don't know the name of. Yeah. Why is it? I'm, I'm missing it too. In the Polynesian, right adjacent to the Dole Whip stand. Because I can't you get their like signature breakfast item there for like less the Tonga toast? I read about that all the time and I still haven't tried it. Well, I don't even know. We kind of we just like stumbled in there and we were hungry. We we're like, oh, let's eat dinner here. And it was Hawaiian food. Okay. Um, and it was good. Everyone liked it. Everyone liked what they got. We had Dole Whips for dessert, went in the lobby, it was decorated, it was really pretty. Uh, and then got on a bus back to the yacht and beach club and walked back to the dolphin. So then I was asking my kids like, would you rather stay at the Polynesian than the dolphin? And they were like, we really like the dolphin. Okay. And I was like, oh, interesting. I do think, okay. I think I've seen most of the hotels. I haven't seen the wilderness lodge. Mm-hmm. The dolphin is pretty cool. 
Right, that makes me happy. I I mean, I didn't feel like, oh, I'm really missing out over here. I wish I were at a monorail resort. And one of the reasons Darren articulated it really well, he was like, it's like you're, you're almost in the Disney bubble, but you're not because you're not on the monorail or anything. There's not people streaming through all the time. It's like you're in a Marriott that's decorated um, kind of, I forget what the theme is. We look. We looked up and researched. Like, when was the Marriott built, and how did they choose the theme, and all these things. It's supposed, the theme is supposed to be just Florida. Okay, at at the Swanee and the Dolphin. Yeah, and they have a memorabilia of dolphin, like the NFL team, like a oh, coach and players and things in one of the hallways. Anyway, all that to say, I also really love the grounds, like the pool area and all those the grounds and everything. I'm like this, I think this rivals the other resorts and I've walked through most of them. So that's yeah. so good to hear. Cause I feel like sometimes I'm like kind of settling just because I have these Marriott points, but yeah, I'll be interested to hear because also I have not been to animal kingdom lodge. Yeah. And you have, so after well, you stay, you'll have to. Yeah. All right. And in, in about a month and a half, that's right. I can tell you. We also stayed in a two bedroom there, and I'm like, that's yeah, it's gonna be hard to. This is uh, the dolphin's gonna be different. It is. It's gonna be tight, <laughs> but that's okay. It's not like we haven't squeezed into a small hotel room before. Yes. Okay. So just a few more details about the dolphin. Um, we the pools are open nine to nine. Um, there's slides and hot tubs. The waterfall wasn't on. But I didn't even notice till someone pointed out, like, why isn't the waterfall on? When I posted a picture, I was like, oh, there's a waterfall. <laughs> anyway, um, notice there's like an arcade. I know a lot of the other resorts have this, too. There's an arcade where you can pay to play games. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a laundry facility. I did a load of laundry before we left. It cost me $6 to purchase laundry soap and wash and dry a load of clothes. Okay. So I thought that was. Yeah, that's good. It was pretty good. Um, the fitness room is great. Lots of equipment, water station, restrooms with showers, CrossFit room. Didn't use that. But we did use the fitness room. My son's really into working out. I mean, we're all kind of into working out. And it was really nice to have on that really rainy day. It was like, what are we going to do? Well, let's go walk on the treadmill. You Can know I tell I mean? you what my family would not do on the rainy day? <laughs> go to the fitness room? <laughs> yeah. We also laid in bed and watched football, if that makes you feel better. Yeah, that would probably be more our speed. Okay, so as far as restaurants, I just wanted to recap a couple other things. We, the, our second resort day that we had scheduled. So we tried to do resort day, park day, resort day, park day. I highly recommend, I will always do that in the future. I had never done that before. And we were so happy with it. In between. Yes. Yeah. Because you and did remind us again how many days you did in the parks. We did two days at Disney World and a day at Universal. Okay. And which parks? You did Epcot and Hollywood Studios, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so um, we had that first rest day and then we did Hollywood Studios. And then the, our second rest day was the day that it just rained cats and dogs. It was, it was so rainy. I, I mean... 
it was terrible. And people, poor people with reservations were still going to the parks, making the best of it. Mm-hmm. And they were all in the laundry room, drying their shoes in the dryer. I mean, it's just, sometimes it rains at Disney World. Can sometimes I tell you it my rains at Disneyland. It, yes. Well, that's kind of, one of my, like, things that I always do when we go to the parks is pack a pair of flip-flops for everybody. If I know that rain is in the forecast, because then we all switch our shoes really quick. And I mean, I don't want to walk in flip-flops all day, but if I can spare my sneakers and my socks, absolutely, then we'll do that for a little bit. So That's when we hack. went in the, like two years ago, we went during a hurricane yep. <laughs> and it was like, we got like the bands of the hurricane. So it didn't like yes. hit us directly. So we did have a lot of rain, but we all had some kind of like waterproof shoe that we could switch on and off if we needed really smart really really smart you just gotta make the best of it if your feet get wet nobody's happy Mm -hmm. so yeah so on that day i mean i had envisioned that we would be outside again at the pools doing all the outdoor things at the resort and then we would ride the skyliner that night and do a tour and we didn't do any of that instead we watched football in our room, went to the fitness center. And then that night, the kids went back to the fountain for dinner. And Darren and I walked across to the Swan and we had sushi at this really great Japanese restaurant called Kimono's. Highly recommend. It was $100 for our dinner. Okay. Well, it was a nice dinner. It was very nice. We made the best of being trapped inside. Right. You would have spent more than that at the park. If you were in the park. For sure. Right. Yeah, we actually added up all of our um, food expenses, and we spent $800 on food. For how many days? For five days? Eight. Oh, eight days. Yeah, Yeah, aren't you proud of us? That's always kind of my goal is, like, if we could stay around $100. Yeah. Like, if you bring snacks like you did, Mm -hmm. maybe, like, make one or two, I don't know, pack one or two easy lunch or dinner lunch or breakfast and then eat out for dinner yeah it's pretty doable to stay mm-hmm. around hundred dollars a day yeah I did even with as big as our families are yeah okay so let's talk about getting to the parks transportation okay. um it is really nice at the dolphin you don't need your own transportation to any of the parks if you're staying there then and want to go to magic kingdom you should probably walk across to the yacht and beach club and take their buses which will take you right to magic kingdom if you take the bus from the dolphin it takes you to the ticket and transportation center Ooh, that's really good to know yeah i wonder why they do that it's because um so one of my followers told me they outsource to mirrors i think okay and so it's just really not that's that's a part that's not quite an official Disney Resort perk. Okay. So anyway, um, that's the way to get to and from Magic Kingdom. If you're going to Hollywood Studios or Epcot, it's so easy. You really are in walking distance, or you can just ride the friendship boats. And we just kind of did we did both, depending on if there was a boat there, how tired we were, etc. Sometimes some of us walked and some of us rode the boat but it was great loved the transportation so the morning of hollywood studios we um well oh i will also go into some other perks you also get early entry and extended evening hours by staying 
at the Dolphin Deluxe Resort. So, and the extended evening hours. Okay, so sorry, early morning hours are every morning, right? Every morning, every you can park. get into all the parks a half hour early. And actually, there's a lot of even surrounding hotels like Hiltons and things that offer that perk. Oh, I think the Holiday Inn that we stayed in even offered that. Okay. Um. So that is. But it's still a great perk. I mean, hopefully this is, hopefully these kind of deluxe perks are going to get even better, especially now with Iger back. Is, yes. is he going to fix all our, all of our park <laughs> Let's complaints? Hope so. Who knows? Here's what I'm banking on. By the time we go mid-January, Genie Plus is going to be cheaper or gone. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Ticket prices are going down. And what else? What else do I hate? Oh, there's going to be transportation from the airport. Everything's going to be magically reinstated. Everything. Everything. But magical express. Yeah. It's okay if it doesn't. Well, I went into it it now. You get to go a half hour early before everyone else. If you stay at a deluxe resort or some of these official off property Disney hotels. And so we got up early and walked over to Hollywood studios and um, you know, rope dropped Slinky Dog Dash and Rock and Roller Coaster. And it was totally worth it because the lines were super short, you know, like less than a half hour, which is good for both those rides. Yep. Because those lines are really, really long the rest of the day, typically. So um other people rope drop Rise of the Resistance at Hollywood Studios. We didn't do that because we've been to Galaxy's Edge so much in California. That we just actually didn't even ride those rides. So it just depends on what your goals are. We don't buy Jamie Plus. Our kids are older. It's easier for them to wait in line now. We can do single rider lines now that everyone's over seven. Um, we don't buy lightning lanes. But, you know, do what's best for you and your family. That's how that's almost free traveling for us right now. Um and then for extra evening hours, this is how it works. So on, if you're staying at a deluxe resort on Mondays, you get to stay in the parks. You get to stay in Epcot two hours after it closes. So for us, that was 9 to 11. And on did when- you? what did you do during that time? Yeah. I'd love to tell you. Oh, okay. But before I do. Yes, finish. <laughs> on Wednesdays, you can stay at Magic Kingdom for two hours after okay okay we didn't go to magic kingdom which i'm honestly a little sad about because i i just want to see the castle i don't know magic kingdom is we're least motivated to go there because it's pretty much disneyland um but i did kind of want to see the castle whatever we didn't we didn't go there but that's a really good thing to do is to stay in a deluxe resort the day that you're going to be going to magic Kingdom. well on a wednesday and go to Magic Kingdom that day. I wonder, though, if those parks are more crowded those days because people are anticipating staying longer. Do you think? I don't know. There just there weren't a lot of people around during extra evening hours. And I will tell you, I feel like I should walk through our Epcot day because we didn't do it. We didn't do all of it right. So okay. here's what we did at our Epcot day. First of all, we got up at 6 55 because there's a virtual queue for guardians of the galaxy at 7 a.m and what you want to do to get the virtual queue is 
you want to link together all of your My Disney Experience accounts. So for us, that meant my teenage son, my husband and I, under your profile, we're all linked as friends and family. So yeah. we, all, we all had all five of our tickets in our accounts. So at 7 a.m. that morning, we all tried for the virtual queue and my son got it. Nice. Yeah, we yeah. did that for Rise of the Resistance. We all stood in the lobby where the Wi-Fi was really good. Yes. And like hovered over our phones. In, in California? Uh, oh, no, sorry. In Disney World. Okay. We yeah. A couple of years ago. Did just you and Ross or the other friends you were with? We were with other friends. So all the adults stood in the lobby with our phones. I think this is really important because I've heard a couple people say that they thought you would mess up your chances if multiple people were trying to get it, but that's not, I've heard that if you try to get it by yourself, it's that you actually might not get it, but yeah. I've never not gotten it. When you're all trying. Yes. Okay. That's really, that's a good thing to remember. So that is my advice. Okay. Now, if you're at a deluxe resort, you're also getting early access to purchasing lightning lanes. Which you did not do. We did not do, but you could. So you could get a virtual queue and purchase a lightning lane if you wanted to ride it twice. Okay. Okay. I'm tracking. Sometimes lightning lanes sell out. I don't, I, I know with Rise of the Resistance that happens. I don't know if it happens with Guardians. Um, But if you don't get a 7 a.m. boarding pass, you can try again at 1 p.m. Okay. But you can only get one boarding pass a day during normal right. hours. So we can didn't you, try again at one. Are you eligible to get another one at the late hours, like the extended hours? Yes, which okay. is why I think it's such a hack to go to stay at a deluxe resort and go to Epcot on a Monday because you can potentially get two boarding groups in two virtual queues and ride the ride twice, which is free, which is what happened to us. So... We did this. So at 6 p.m., we actually were moving hotels. Um, so we weren't on property either virtual queue. We just, it was actually like 5.55. We checked into our hotel and we're scrambling around. And then at 6 o'clock, all three went for the virtual queue. My son got it again. And then we got on the shuttle, went back to Epcot and ended up riding it at like 8.55. Like the park wasn't even closed yet. We were riding guardians during harmonious i think <laughs> and then as far as just our evening at epcot went it was surprising to me that the kids ended up liking epcot more than hollywood studios um i think they are just at that age where they are really into thrill rides they've been to galaxy's edge you know in disneyland a lot so they weren't into that part of hollywood studios i mean they liked rock and roller coaster um but other than that they just weren't that into it. I mean, the best part of our Hollywood Studios evening was ending the night riding going in Toy Story Land. We rode the Alien Saucers, we did Midway Mania, and then we ended on Slinky Dog. That was fun. Um, and they did not like it, but they definitely ended up loving Epcot more. But the first part of the day at Epcot, I just wasn't sure because we did, well, they love Guardians, of course, um, but then Remy's and Frozen Ever After, they just didn't love that much. Um, 
And then like Figment, they thought was funny because I had told them about Figment. Uh, But they loved the second part of the day at Epcot a lot. And so I'll tell you kind of what turned it around. So when we got back to Epcot that evening, we went to the aquarium. And we knew they would love that just because we've taken them to aquariums before. And I honestly think the aquarium at Epcot is worth the price of entry. I mean, it just costs so much to go to aquariums anywhere that it's like, oh, and and this on top of everything else is this hidden gem in here. So we did Nemo's ride and then we did Turtle Talk with Crush, which they actually wanted to do and think is funny. And then we went to the aquarium and then we walked over to Mexico and did the Three Caballeros ride, which none of us had ever done before. And that Mexico pavilion is so neat inside. So we all really enjoyed that. And um, they kind of have it have some Coco themes worked in in there, which I think would, b- would be really cool if they rethemed that whole ride, Coco. Maybe, maybe that's in the works or something, but um, that would be really neat if they did that. And then from there, we went and rode... We had our boarding um, group for Guardians. And so we went over, rewrote it, got a different song. The first time we got Gloria Stefan and the Miami Sound Machine, Conga, and, um, which was fine. But then the second time we got Earth, Wind & Fire, September, which we thought was better. So <clears throat> really, really fun. And then... Um, you know, they had been hearing test track zoom by, so they wanted to do test track. And that's the one I really underestimated them loving because they loved the actual designing the car part and then racing the car that you design, which Darren and I have never engaged the designing the car part. So we single rode that line twice and, um, but the boys would just stop and design the car in the single rider line. But the, at night, at least for us during the extended hours, there's no wait in the single rider line for test track. And the kids loved it. It was a little bit awkward because they're always putting you up, of course, as a single in a car with a family, it usually. And the family is, you know, having a family experience. So they're getting their picture taken. They're, um, you know, they've designed these cars to race against each other. And then you're there. So <laughs> that was kind of funny and awkward. Um, and then, and then we ended the night riding Mission Space, which Kim, oh my gosh, no one told me. Mission Space is a flight simulator. And as you're walking through the queue, which there was no wait, they're warning you that this ride is going to rock your world. But I just kept ignoring it. And then when we finally get up to actually board the ride, they ask you, oh, do you want to do this version or the less intense version? And I was like, Locke, do you want to do the less intense version with me? And he was like, no. So we didn't. We all did orange and um, it simulates you taking off in a rocket and going around Mars and then landing. And during takeoff, it's 2.5 Gs. So I just really caution anyone from going on that ride. I was not okay for quite a a while after Mission Space. But what surprised me was how much my family loved it. I mean, they wanted to ride it again. And that was kind of my takeaway from that night and those extra hours at Epcot is Disney has made Epcot into this park that kids 
love. They've added just the right rides for younger kids like Remy's and Frozen Ever After and of course Figment. And then they um, have kind of the crossover, which is like the aquarium. Um, And then the big kid rides, uh, they've done a really good job. And my kids want to go back there. So that was fun to discover. They also love the Japan Pavilion um, because they just have a really neat extensive gift shop there with lots of pop Funkos and anime. They have a museum that is pretty neat. So, yep, that, and that was just the end of our Disney, um, the end of our Walt Disney World days. And from there, we went on to Universal Studios, which I think we'll do in another episode. And we'll talk about the Holiday Inn, Lake Buena Vista at that time. Kim and I are having way too much fun recording these episodes. Thanks so much for supporting the Disney Points podcast by using our links when you open a credit card. Soon we'll have links right in the show notes, but for now, just make sure you're following both of us on Instagram. You can find me, Sam, at Almost Free Traveling, and Kim is at that Minivan Life blog. Most of our favorite credit cards are linked right in our bios on Instagram, but if for some reason you can't find the one you're looking for, make sure you send us a message because we love chatting with you. Thanks again.